0: Find
1: a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Football is many things. Unpredictable, exciting, colourful, passionate, absorbing, expensive. Venal, infuriating, exasperating,
1: time-consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a
0: level playing field. Welcome to the famous Sloping Pitch. Now, for those of us that live in the real world with sub-capacity crowds and players that are delighted to give autographs, the season has already begun. But for those living in the Sodom and Gomorrah of the Premiership, it starts this weekend. No envy here. We'd all love to be living in the gated community of the Premiership where every team can afford its own private navy. I'd love Stoke to live there, uh, but that doesn't stop me thinking it's garish and crass. And if I had the means, I'd probably knock a lot of it down and rebuild it using an actual proper architect and traceable cash. Uh, Talking of which, I have to say, as the summer uh, comes to an end, uh, the uh, uh, Qatari takeover of Manchester United rumbles on six months later. um, Something to do with a survey, I believe. And who would have thought that the state of Qatar would have used the same firm of Canuck solicitors as the woman who bought our house? That's not Uh, our house, Chris, obviously. Not my my house. And and, and, No, not my (laughs) ex-wife's. Yes, um, uh, the Qatari thing will never end. It feels.
1: I, I can't see why it would.
0: <laughs> and how's your? Well, some think,
1: the thing is, what what are the Qataris yeah. getting out of buying Manchester United? They're getting they're getting to raise the profile of of Qatar at, for for sports washing purposes, and they're doing that by just pretending to buy it. You know, they're getting that. They're getting yeah. that anyway. They're yeah. getting that benefit for nothing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my, my uh, erstwhile brother-in-law has decided that uh, somebodys uh, he's selling his house and there's been some interest in it. And he's uh, concocted a whole story in his mind uh, that it's yeah. going to be bought if the Qataris take over by Manchester United <laughs> and used as a training base for players that they bring in uh, for their initial uh, sort of, you know, two weeks uh, induction. How yeah. he's got there, God alone knows, but, you know, good luck to him.
1: <laughs> well, did they ha- that acclimatisation thing, they have to do that somewhere. Yeah, you I know. suppose so So, yeah. w- you know, why not Don't ask, don't get That's yeah. the thing
0: so, so why not in Keith's house That's what I why say not
1: Keith's house <laughs> Outside of Stoke Yeah, exactly Yeah, uh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Now, listen uh, I w- I w- This is the thing I want to tell you I was at a barbecue Okay, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry,
0: me... that's upset me a little bit already. But there you go. <laughs> All
1: yeah. right. Uh, if you want me, if you want me to make a football connection straight away, I was at a barbecue at the house of the official spokesman of Walking Football. <laughs> Excellent. Now we're there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was talking. <laughs> a bloke asked me, uh, uh, "Have you been watching the Women's World Cup?" I'm getting this quite a lot. Have you been watching the Women's World Cup? Yeah. Um And after he'd gone through a bit of, you know, women's football predates men's football. He started saying, so I had to take a big bite of burger so I didn't have to argue that point. Anyway, (laughs) I mean I mean, really, women's football predates men's football. Does it? Okay. But he said this, and he was quite interested, he was quite agitated and and excited about this. He said, Did you see that Gianni Infantino has disappeared? Okay. And I hadn't seen that. Uh, oh yeah he was at the game in New Zealand yesterday but today he's nowhere to be seen he's supposed to be in Australia he's supposed to be going to a game every day like he did in the Men's World Cup but no one knows where he is And I wondered vaguely for a moment or two whether he'd been kidnapped by Seth Blatter and it was the start of some coup, you know, to regain control of FIFA and its Swiss bank accounts. But this bloke, Nick, he's called Nick as well, who was the dad of some kids who who were at the same primary school as my boys. So I've known him for a good few years, played a bit of football with him. Um, He was unusually excited about this. So I said, yeah, so no one knows where Gianni Infantine is. What's the big deal? And he said this, which is the thing I've been wanting to say to you. Yes. He said, well, for the last seven and a half years, I've been on the books of an agency as a Gianni Infantino lookalike.
0: Yes! Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes! <laughs> Which oh, is fantastic.
1: And I just gaped at him with a mouthful of burger. Yeah. And he was wearing this little beanie hat. And when I goggled at him in disbelief, he just lifted his little hat up and went... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so just bald, so, then? Is that is that yeah, the whole thing? Sure,
1: well, sure enough, completely bald, just like Gianni Anfantino. And he does yeah. look... Quite a bit like him. Um, yeah. Now, seven and a half years, never had a single booking, which is a bit like the Gary Lineker look-alike. <laughs> but he shouldn't give up altogether. And he showed me if you look, if you Google Gianni Infantino look-alike, he's the he's the face that comes up. He is yeah. like, and he and a, he and a friend uh, sneaked into Selhurst Park and took a photograph of him holding a football in front of a load of empty seats at Selhurst yeah. Park, and that's the picture that comes up. But yeah. if, but obviously, what he's thinking is, if anyone's ever going to book him it's going to be Gianni Infantino himself. Yeah. Because I think Nick, this guy, was thinking that maybe there's a gig for me going to games that Infantino himself is not really interested in. Doesn't like the to... Women's World Cup in Australia.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole Hitler thing all over, isn't it? A number. Well, it's, uh, that he could...
1: it's like um, I Was Monty's Double, that guy. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. The, the Clifton something he was called, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the film which was called... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I Was Monty's I Double. I Was Monty's yeah, Double, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Imagine if Gianni Infantino doesn't want to do the World Cup draw. He calls up Nick and a a germane genus look-alike and maybe a Beckenbauer impersonator and delegates the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I quite like My favourite bit about that story, and it's a wonderful story, is the idea that your mate Nick is the number one on Google for Gianni Fi- Fantino <laughs> yeah. and he's never had a job.
1: Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, there there is no number two. <laughs> yes. yes,
0: or there's a number of people who had less than a job. And of course, yes. Gianni will be will be busy because, as he told us in Qatar, you know, he is a migrant worker, and indeed, he is a homosexual, and he is all of the things uh, that, that 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 make the World Cup what yeah. the World Cup is.
1: Yeah, uh, you can imagine Nick being slightly slightly put out by all the things that Gianni Fantino was claiming to be thinking, Do I have to do I have to learn these things? Yes, <laughs> I
0: was
1: yes, yes. just yeah. I was just imagining if they ever make a sequel to Endless Passions, the FIFA Vanity project. I mean they are endless, after all, the passions. Um he could be Jenny Stunt Double. You know,
0: he, he could indeed. He could indeed. And, and, and Gianni's, you know, been up to his usual. I think just at the end of last season and talking of the Women's World Cup, uh, you know, obviously he did that thing to show how important uh, that he thought the fans were by threatening to enforce a Women's World Cup blackout unless he yes. forgot what they wanted, which is more money for FIFA
1: well uh, he is a master negotiator isn't he <laughs> he, really that's, is. that's the
0: thing. he really is and, and, and alongside that you know because as fans that, I think after the, the thing about the European Super League people have sat up and taken notice of what fans want hence of course the <laughs> FA have <laughs> flogged the FA Cup to the Premier League so that uh, it can be further downgraded uh, and, uh, the, uh, no replays and all that but my, my favourite moment of the summer came um, from the new Cuddly Arsenal and goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale, who wrote a wonderful piece about his struggles with not feeling good enough. Really well written, and it was very interesting. Uh, it, it was all about how, when he first moved to to Arsenal, how he couldn't believe how vile social media was, you know, we don't want this uh. Keep he's rubbish, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, and it really does affect you and it had affected him for, for a long time and then he'd be picked for England, and he was getting the same thing and he's, just awful things in him and his wife were going through difficulties and it's terrible and he just, and he said, but he said, you know, that the club, Arsenal had been fantastic with him and Mikel Arteta, you know, had problems with his wife, had given him or offered him weeks off and, and you know, he's, na- he's now finally feeling uh, like he deserves to be in the place that he is. And the mm. same day that that article came out, a hostel <laughs> expressed a strong interest in Brentford stopper David Rea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Women's World Cup. I mean, I mean, there's been... And uh, the Euros it got slightly more cynical as each round went on and, and this the World Cup there's been a tonne of cynicism hasn't there it's been absolutely
1: well there has what I particularly that. enjoyed I mean because where we are just now we're, we're recording this uh, England have got through on penalties against Nigeria and are playing uh, Colombia on Saturday aren't yep. we and uh, did you see that Colombia the Colombian ladies team their nickname is Las Cafeteras <laughs> but- <laughs> the coffee makers <laughs> Apparently, which uh, you know, waitresses. It sounds like, but anyway, yeah, but, but which replaced their previous nickname, Las Trafiqueras de Cocaina, which is a bit of a math <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but um, now uh, the Nigeria game, where, where England were were pretty much outplayed. And, yeah. uh, uh, by Nigeria and I enjoyed the between the lines PC torture undergone by the commentators and pundits uh, getting excited after Lauren James was set, was going to be sent off and then was sent off um, as a phrase England are down to ten <laughs> burst <laughs> automatically from their mouths before they caught themselves thinking no not ten men it's not as it? I can't say down to ten women that's bound to be wrong Ten uh, ten oh. totties oh what's wrong with me ten <laughs> ten players yes. ten players that's yes. it or indeed
0: <laughs> England are down to ten
1: down to sure yes, exactly. They, done... couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't do the full stop after ten they're down to ten <laughs> something <laughs> but we've seen this it was interesting wasn't it because we've seen that shape before haven't we the uh beckham being sent off a uh, petulant kick oh, against yeah, yeah, yeah. Simeone. uh rooney stabbed on someone's nuts didn't he not that that's exactly what I happened today. Yeah. Uh, was it? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, but then England, well, what we know what happens then. England hold on for a draw against the odds and they'd lose on penalties. But yeah. England's women, made of sterner stuff. Yeah, you know, I was a little disappointed that Beth, Eng- Beth England took the second kick. I was a little disappointed she didn't take the winning kick because I have a newspaper clipping stuck on my fridge with a quote from her saying, England wins it for England. That headline is my dream. Mine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course she did. She,
0: she did very I well mean, when she came on. Actually, Beth England. Um, she she, she, yeah. she
1: did very well. Yes, and she's apparently been in good form in training and likely to to start against Colombia. Apparently, but anyway. Mm-hmm. But I feared the worst when Chloe Kelly stepped up because she did. She did. Uh, uh, it's always it's, it's always alarming when a penalty taker does a, something unexpected, and she did a little bizarre sort of high step thing, like uh, like a piece of dressage. Yes. You know, <laughs> and, but, but maybe it was to. put... off the keeper, you know, more than a sign of her own uh, indecision or oddness. Uh, And did you see that that winning kick... An amazing
0: hardest kick is it that one? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. was
1: harder than hardest in the women's World Cup, but harder than any goal scoring kick measured in the EPL last season in the Premier League, which is remarkable, isn't it? I mean, the hardest kick last season was a free kick apparently by Said Benrahma for West Ham against Palace, which was one hundred and seven point two kilometers an hour, and Kelly's penalty one hundred eleven kilometers an hour. I mean, I guess this, I guess this is dead ball kicks. I guess. Um, if we're comparing light I, to light. I thought so.
0: I, I enjoyed but, your description of her, of her approach being like dressage and it, that's just reminded me apropos of nothing of one of my favourite things of the summer was seeing footage from the, I think it was the Finnish World Hobby Horse Championships <laughs> <which> <laughs> people, you know, those horses' heads on a long stick and they go around the gym doing all sorts, they have oh, to do jumps.
1: that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, you know what that reminds me of as well is because they do this on Clapham Common, The these nutcases do like a Quidditch tournament oh, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is a, the thing from Harry Potter where they fly around on broomsticks and they yeah. can't fly around on broomsticks no. of course so they stick brooms between their legs and gallop around like the hobby horse thing that's yes. what that's, that's what that says yes. that's like. yes, there, are, there are some interesting aspects of the Women's World Cup I think um, as well as the football of course but um, I was thinking if we play Australia we should get Stuart Broad to suggest something to fuck with them um, maybe, maybe just swap the linesman's flags over something like yes. that, or yes. get the ball changed, you know, it'd or be get really two, two ball plinths.
0: It would be really <laughs> difficult to take the crossbar off and turn it round and put and it down around. again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd even gone there. And, you know, and the, another interesting thing is we're hearing the referees over the tannoy delivering the VAR yes, decision. And mm. is that better? I'm not sure that it is. I mean, if the decision is stupid, it's still stupid if the referee is saying it, yeah, yeah. and they're not explaining it. They're not explaining the decision. They're just relaying it. They're just yes, saying e- exactly.
0: It. Yes, and basically, they're saying I've just had a look on the telly, and number seven's offside. That's basically it, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. They're just they're just they just saying. And um, there's no chance of getting them to explain it either. No, is there? No. You know, if they introduced that in this, you know, penalty disallowed because it looked like a foul, but she made too much of it, and I'm afraid I might look a mug. You know, they're not going to say stuff like no, that, are no, they? No.
0: No, no, absolutely not. Uh, no, I I agree with that. And, then, and of course, the other thing is, and this is now spilling into the league, is, uh, and I thought this... Really, it's the Women's World Cup that's pointed it up. It happened a bit in Qatar as well, but this time ad- added-on um, uh, thing, which is you know, you know, there have been games in the Women's World Cup which have been twenty minutes longer, I think, uh, yeah. and one or two even longer than that. I mean, we had a very long one, England versus Iran, didn't we? But that was because of a, a really the Qatar major World Cup, yeah, yeah, a yeah. major major uh, injury, uh, to a the major
1: goalkeeper. nose injury, but for yeah. the goalkeeper, wasn't it? Yes, and he it had was. to go off. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're just now at the start of of uh, a season in which referees. Have been given a bunch of new guidelines, which is the thing that happens. And generally, what happens is that the guidelines uh, are worn away, are eroded by habit and after 6 weeks we're back to where we were but then, you know th- that's the sort of thing that might happen but the real headline grabber of the new bunch of guidelines is the uh, added time thing which yeah, as yeah. you say we saw during the Qatar World Cup we're actually seeing less during the women's World Cup than we were in the first weekend of of the of the league and of the the league that Oldham are in which is barely a league but um we you know the Oldham game had 8 minutes at the end of the first half and 12 minutes at the end of the second half and really, fuck all that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah when well, you say that, but, uh, you know, Stoke, uh, and we'll talk about Stoke and Oldham later, but Stoke uh, Stoke, Stoke, scored four goals in the first uh, game of the season and three of them were in time added on.
1: <laughs> so yeah.
0: I'm I'm all for it. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, you know, you come back to... Um, You'd come back to uh, the domestic competitions after the World Cup, and those uh, those guidelines, those things that had happened during the Qatar World Cup, the ex, the, the and it dribbled dribbled away a little bit during the World Cup. Yep. They suddenly weren't weren't the rule anymore. They certainly weren't football for the second half of the season. But now, now the new direct uh, the new director from IFAB has meant referees are under orders to enhance the amount of time the ball is in play in the forthcoming campaign. Um, and add on time for goals and subsequent celebrations, substitutions, injuries and treatment time and penalties. The clock is supposed to stop from the offence to the kick now, which okay, is yeah, a, yeah. Uh, which is a, a, a thing that needed to happen, given the amount of time VAR takes to to, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, to deal with that. Um, and also red cards for the same reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. D- just um, tell me, what does IFAB stand for?
1: <laughs> International.
0: Yeah football yeah
1: arbitration mm-hmm. board Okay. I'm getting, and I, and of of those of those only uh, everything except the F was a guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just like the I but I like the idea that somewhere when they were setting this up, somebody's coming and gone. I've managed to get the word fab in. I've got fab in. We can be ifab Yeah. We call it Thunderbirds. That, well, you know it's
1: international, don't you? <laughs> oh yes. It, oh no.
0: <laughs> anyway, but, on
1: to but yeah, end, but all of those areas are areas in which play. Have been taking the piss, in, in the name of game management, yes,
0: which we've talked about endless yeah. times. You know, and yeah. how 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 frustrating it is. And and you and and, and, and and I know that I do pick on him a bit, and he's done a great job. Um, um, but Eddie Howe is 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 my benchmark for for yeah. having teams that do these things. And I, there was some great. I mean, you'd have to sort of listen carefully to this because <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, a, it's an obscure stat, but. Uh, Newcastle had nine players last season, right? That played 73% of all the league minutes played. Okay, oh. okay, the, that's the, that's the highest in all the five top European leagues. All right, okay. but they had 39 time loss injuries, which is the second highest. Uh, in the Premier League, which means either they've got two really fucking unlucky players that get injured all the time, <laughs> or they're recovering really quickly because you it, the two things it can't be a serious injury and you're playing the next game. But that that in itself just tells you that this is clearly, as we all know anyway, a strategy. It is what they're told to do. It's 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 what the manager wants them to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and uh, it's like any system. It's like what when this system you know is. Embedded in uh managers and players will have learned how to play it learn yes, how to game well. it well, of course because well. that's that's you know marginal gains they're all about marginal gains and you know the, the um the players have been speaking out already trying to trying to um trying to dilute the impact of this by mm. uh, about how playing more time will have an impact on player welfare kevin day Bruyne. Uh, particularly a moan not at all inspired by conceding a 101st-minute equaliser to Arsenal, and uh, Raphael Varane, who has retired from internationals at 29 to prolong his club career, uh, have both been especially vocal about, about how it's, it's going to cause more injuries, it's going to be blah, blah, blah. And they are, in fairness, going to be playing more time, because they're, they're just at the last weekend, just last weekend when they introduced this, in the EFL, um, games uh, showed the ball in play for 58 minutes uh, and the average last season was 50 so uh, you know eight more minutes of yeah, actual 16, kicking a ball 16.
0: about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i yeah. mean v- yeah. varan uh, uh i read varan's thing and it made me so cross it made me so, <laughs> so cross because it was this sort of this incredible victim thing. It's it as, as if They've changed the length of the game rather than the length of the game can be extended because you're cheating. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not they haven't just suddenly said you've got to do more. So the way to not play more minutes is not to lie down pretending you've got a it's head injury when somebody's just looked to... at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: right. Love, and you know, on the subject of that, the extension of that was um, Keith Hackett, the former... Um, referee and now loudmouth, uh, was saying that who he felt sorry for were, were the fans because they're gonna miss the trains. Yeah. <laughs> Get out at the end of the game because the game's gone on for 110 minutes. Yeah, They're yeah. going to miss their trains. You yeah, know, yeah. and the the first time that Keith Hackett has thought about the fans um, since he was well, first in the game, I think. Ever.
0: And 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 indeed, of course, um, the television companies are saying the same thing, which is hilarious yeah. because they just move games all over the place and muck yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. fans around. All the, gonna, time. the fans are going to miss
1: Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> yeah, is what uh, yes, is. Yes.
0: And also, you know, you know, the te- television companies are guests in the ground, they're, but somehow, yeah. no, they're more than that. They own the game. And Varan was saying, yeah. you know, we are professionals, we shouldn't be treated like that. And I was thinking about the few professionals that I know, uh, maybe an accountant or a lawyer, and the idea yeah. that you'd book an hour with them and they could spend... Fifteen minutes of it, pretended to be injured and rolling around on the floor, <laughs> while you had to just wait until they decided they were going to get up again. You know, that's then that's not going to happen in those professions. So <laughs> no,
1: no, it's not. I mean, the time the time added on thing is obviously the the most eye catching of the new guidelines. But there's another one. Uh, where, where players are apparently, which we haven't really, really seen reach its absolute apex yet, but players not allowed to approach the referee. Now, obviously, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, a little bit of bedding in. Uh, I mean, I, in the Oldham game on uh, on Saturday, uh, an Oldham player got booked immediately uh, for saying to the referee uh he'd had a shot that was tipped over the bar i think it might have been our only shot uh, but it was a shot tipped yeah. over the bar and the referee and the linesman gave yeah. a goal kick and he yeah. said but it's a corner booked yeah that's 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 the new thing i think i can't see this being good for bruno fernandes career I think he's going to spend more than half the season suspended because yes. he's going to be booked and sent off within the first ten minutes. Yes, and until well, he gets I- used to this, you can't get you can't approach the referee. Um, I mean, we've spoken about this before because these are things that players mobbing the referee and and uh, trying to influence decisions. Um, we've spoken about this before uh, being taken care of in in rugby union, where in rugby union, if if uh, the referee has a because they're mic'd up for one thing, but if a player has an opinion, he uh, what he what he has to do is put his hands behind his back and say yes, sir, and run away. Otherwise, yeah. he's off, and yeah. that's taken care of that in rugby. Yeah. And similarly with the added time. Time in rugby, they've taken care of uh, of that by taking the timekeeping away from the referee and having an external stop clock system, so that whenever the referee uh, blows up for something, the clock stops in the stadium and everyone can see it. And mm-hmm. so it's not, so you're never you're never hearing a complaint about oh, the games are 120 minutes long no, or whatever no. because the games are the amount of time that you know it takes yeah, that yeah, long yeah. to play an 80 minute game.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then, I mean the other thing is, of course, in in rugby, that that's quite quite a clever thing because you you know. Go- Maybe some sort of psychopath playing rugby, and he has this humiliation of having to call the referee sir. But equally, yeah. he's allowed to grab somebody by the testicles and twist them around, and that's considered. <laughs> and take it good out play. on someone else. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it's not a problem. In the end, it's not a problem. Whereas see, in the
1: Women's World Cup, you stand on one ass and off you go. Yeah,
0: and off you go. Um, we're going to have to take a break in a moment, I'm afraid. And, and just to say, you must have seen. Did you see the? Uh, did you <laughs> see the statistic that this season will be the first season since 1930. 1931 that none of or, or not one of Matthews Stanley Peter Shilton or jean uh, Buffon has played uh, in professional <laughs> football
1: oh really
0: yeah and the funny that, thing they, that
1: they joined the funny- up
0: yeah, the funny thing about that is that Peter Peter Shelton betted he wouldn't be, <laughs> 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 as, as we know with Peter's uh, uh, bad luck um, um, in the bet on the betting front. Right, we'll, we'll be back with some uh, with some stuff about our own clubs, but also some other stuff too. Uh, in the meantime, uh, listen to these messages.
1: Anyway, while we wait for the gold-plated stretch limos of the Premier League to ease away from the kerb, let us first take a moment to check out the smoky, spluttering progress of the Del tribute Reliant Robins as they rattle around the sink estate that is the fifth tier of the English Pyramid. and speak, of course, of the Vanarama. The National League, Conference League thing, which began its dirty business last Saturday. Football starting before the charity shield, the traditional curtain raiser. It's as though all the old certainties are going by the board. Someone should do a podcast about it. I mean, you know, how are you supposed to see the show if the curtain hasn't been raised? They haven't thought it through, have they? I mean,. Anyway, Oldham Athletic, my team, have close-seasoned with a good deal of optimism for once. Last season ended with a run of four straight wins and a draw, which catapulted us into our first top-half finish in any league since 2009. The stats for the second half of the season had us third, behind only Wrexham, Hollywood FC and Notts County, both of whom are now gone. With stable ownership now backing the manager, we did our transfer business early, picking up a group of players who all seem to have been the player of the season at the clubs we got them from, which is a comforting thing to hear. The bookies made us second favourites behind playoff finalist Chesterfield, and as we approached the big kickoff, we suddenly, and surprisingly, astonishingly actually, acquired the services of striker James Norwood from Barnsley, a big statement signing, particularly considering that Wrexham wanted him as a stand-in for the injured Paul Mullin. Our opening fixture was against Southend United, whose financial state was described as Parlous, a word which I think is now only used to describe the financial state of football clubs. Nutty owner, transfer embargo, only 11 first-team players, which is the minimum, isn't it? Uh, Game in doubt, because no ground staff to prepare the pitch, no safety certificate for the ground. We sympathised, of course, having been there ourselves all too recently, but certainly hoped to win... Our first opening day fixture for 10 years. And by the way, justify our second favourite status. Now, it was Napoleon, wasn't it? I think he was supposed to have said, Give me lucky generals. It was. And that came into my head when I heard uh, that David Unsworth would be missing the game with COVID. Now, if there are criticisms of manager David Unsworth, apart from not covering his mouth when he coughs, and uh, there are many, believe me, <laughs> yeah, they are that he is a very timid, risk-averse manager. But even by his standards, the team he put out from his sick bed on Saturday set off alarm bells. Four centre-backs and a left-back in a back five. No right back because we still haven't got one. Even though this was the most glaring vacancy all of last season, two defensive midfielders holding just in front of that line, one wideish midfielder stuck out way on the left, and two target men bloody miles away from everyone up front. We were in a seven-one-two formation, nice. playing for nil-nil, and that's how it looked against a team supposedly struggling. Now I watched the. Um, online stream which for once was without commentary altogether whether this was because Southend couldn't afford one or because Uncle Roy Butterworth had broken down on the M11 we were not told because there was no commentary to tell us why there was no commentary you follow so all there was to listen to was the brain battering Atletico's drum which is somehow supposed to be encouraging the team while simultaneously making everyone wish they were lying down in a darkened room the nil-nil plan was fucked after eight minutes when the ball rolled under the foot of our centre-forward, who was on his own goal line, because, of course, Uh, because we were playing like a non-league team trying not to be embarrassed by Manchester City. Everyone behind the ball, seven defenders, no connection to our statement signing, who was left to fend for himself, wondering what the hell he'd come to Oldham for. And the thing about chasing the ball for 90 minutes, unable to hold onto it for any period of time, is, as we know, it's really bloody tiring. So, to, not alone to watch, but to play. So, towards the end, we let in three more and lost 4-0. So, last season, we sank to the worst league position in the club's history, which was next bottom of the Vanarama around December time. This season, we've wasted no time in beating that record, going bottom at the first time of asking. Mind you, we were playing high-flying table-toppers, End United,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, uh, David Unsworth, timid, did you say? I mean, he's a, yeah. he's a big man. I can't imagine him he being is. timid.
1: His nickname is Rhino.
0: Yeah, I imagine. But I don't know why faced with an all you can eat buffet I bet he wouldn't be timid yeah, then. Yeah. you know he's, he's a bit uh, a lot of criticism of Unsworth but I obviously I've been following uh, uh, the olden fans um, excitement uh, over the summer especially over uh, the reward signing um, yeah. and, and and there was one there was one I I wrote it down because I just loved it so much because it just <laughs> summed up all football fans in the summer and they, they posted the thing that said the good times are just around the corner you can feel it imagine <laughs> the party and you think I all I could think of was Old Gil in The Simpsons. Oh yes, it's going to change for Old Gil. It's <laughs> yes, I'll be sleeping in a bed tonight. You watch me.
1: <laughs> I, re, I was you remind, you remind me of uh, um, Alistair. Our friend Alistair Mcgowan went to the first Oldham game years ago. Uh, the first game of the season after we were relegated out of the uh, yeah. Premier League, and uh, we were playing Charlton, and uh, we went to go up, and everyone around him, and he was he was back by this, everyone around him was going. Yes, we're going up, and then one-one. <laughs> oh no, it's going to be disaster. And then we went two-one down. Oh no, we're going down. Down. Not, yeah. not. We're not going up. We're going down. And well, then that, that, we won five-two in the end. But the, the the roller coaster that these people went on in the first game of the season.
0: It, it, it it's that it, it, it's a beautiful time of year because everything is possible. Everything yes. from you know the very worst to the very very best. And it's stoked. <laughs> they've done they've had basically had the summer of the long knives where. Everybody has been pushed out basically apart from the manager yeah. and maybe four players. Uh, you know, and it's so there it's a bit like is it Stoke anymore? It's like the, the philosophical question about the Argo or or more more relatable tri- uh, triggers brush in in Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He said he did it for 20 years, but you know, he changed the head. Yeah, 20 handles and yeah, handles yeah. And all of that. But they've done some good stuff at Stoke, lots of of of, of good PR, got the fans telling the fans that. They loved them and they wanted the fans to be part of it and all that, which is, you know, should be a given, but, but seems to have worked. And we've just, I mean, literally, literally the first game of the season, I'm there and I don't know who eight of the players are. I mean, I I, I know who they might be, but I haven't seen the play, so it's not easy. And it's like being uh, the first day at a new school, you know, where you really can't find your way around and you don't know what's what or or, or where to go. But it is a great, great... What I love about this part of the season is... It's full of potential and it's either justified or not. And then we can all watch each other slowly having our dreams <laughs> crushed from here on yeah. in.
1: <laughs> well, for, uh, for Oldham, it happened in, uh, in added time. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the goal that us bottom, uh, you know, none of our seven defenders anywhere near the south end centre forward nodded into open goal. Uh,
0: keeper wafting. Helplessly, fans, Which is great to hear because it has been a pretty dismal four years. They're so excited. They're so, I mean, we've won two games. Mm. And I, all yeah. I can think of is the beginning of the father's race when some of the overconfident <laughs> fathers go streaming <laughs> ahead. Uh, you're completely under, underestimating the staying power of the opposition. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. You have to pace yourself in those races. Oh And you know that at least half the people you're racing against smoke. And so you know
0: they're going yeah, to fall away. And, and some of them actually <laughs> are smoking. Um, are smoking? Yeah. Yes. yeah in, in some <laughs> anyway, we we have at least two two wins out of two, and and presumably done a change at Portman Road I hope not um, but it's oh, for once yes I mean, so you beat but,
1: Rotherham didn't you that, and, and, and then and have drawn then them beat, again in the League Cup
0: in the League Cup and then we beat West Brom in the League Cup and it's been a long time since we've won two consecutive home games I think about four years so wow, so, really? so you know we have something to be to be excited about
1: well I'll try and I'll try and enjoy that vicariously as, as much as I can <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well I you know I took no pleasure in fact I was at the game with Harvey my son and and uh, uh, he I, he Turning Rand had given me updates on the Oldham game throughout, oh, uh, but then stopped. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: just a bit of a bit of Oldham perspective. Uh, you remember when um, Oldham chairman Ian Stott had to resign for having the temerity to even suggest that Oldham Rochdale and Berry should consider yes. merging to form a new super club called Manchester North End? Do you remember that? Yes. And ever since then, I've been watching out a little bit for Rochdale and and Berry, and you know it's not been going well for decades. But Rochdale have now joined Oldham in the Vanarama, uh, while Berry went bust altogether like four years ago. But Berry, unlike Rochdale and Oldham, uh, may just be on the way to bouncing back. You remember they had a Phoenix club, we spoke about this last season, they had a yeah, Phoenix yeah, yeah. club, AFC Berry playing at Radcliffe, and then a fan group bought Gig Lane, their old grant, and the name Berry FC, and all their history and memorabilia from the administrator. And they proposed a merger, which didn't happen at first, but there was a big council grant attached to it, and then they did the vote again and it did get carried. So they've merged now. Now, Berry FC and AFC Berry. And the AFC Berry seasons have now been added to the Berry FC club history as uh, to, to join up, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And they're starting this season in the Northwest Counties League Premier Division, started with three wins out of three Glossop, Cold, and Withenshaw. Home crowd in tier nine of five and a half thousand. And yeah. uh, so it looks like they could be back in the league first. So they could be back there only like five seasons time.
0: That, that's, that we'll still great, be there. Great, great news. And 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 in the meantime, of course, uh, uh, the two promoted sides uh, from last year from the from the national league uh, yes, they started yes. very badly, haven't they? Uh, Wrexham um, uh, got beaten oh, five three, I think, and uh, Notts County have lost have lost two. We played. Them I think the it pre-season. was five
1: one. They lost to Sutton, didn't they? Five yeah, one. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, you uh, know. Played...
1: In fairness, table topping Sutton. You know. So.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. So. Exactly. So. Takes uh, the edge uh, now, off a little, doesn't it? Uh, I just wanted to have a quick word about. <laughs> (laughs) Boys, right now, all very well, everybody, and it's going to be an exciting new term, but a word on bullying. (laughs) A word on bullying. And I said it last season, I've been appalled by what's happened um, to Harry Maguire. I just think it just feels unpleasant. I mean, apart from the fact, okay, he's gone now, he's gone to West Ham.
1: Well, he's not agreed personal terms yet. uh, at At time of. You know, he's he, they've agreed a fee. And the same with Ward Prats. They're still they've agreed the fee, but they're 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 still doing the negotiating.
0: Yeah. But they they've done, I mean the things that they've done to him, quite apart from the fact that the fans are horrible to him, or not all yeah. of them, but many of them. And I've seen some vile things said about him. <laughs> um, there's also that there's been that, that, that constructive dismissal thing, which used to be a thing in football years and years ago, mm. where you just make life so Horrible for somebody that, that that they they need to leave. They make, they make it impossible. Um, um, and there have been a number of things um, uh, this summer. I mean, he first of all, uh, <laughs> they put in uh, Johnny Evans, and you just thought, yes. "Oh my God, yes, what a blow that is to McGuire." I mean, that's like that's like your wife saying, "Look, I'm afraid it's over between us." Please, could you move out the flat? And then your dad moving in with her. That's what it's like. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, isn't it a bit like saying, we've looked at, you know, we're baffled as to why we signed you,
0: uh,
1: Harry. So what we did was we looked back at some old Leicester games that you played and we realised that... Johnny Evans was carrying all the <laughs> carrying
0: yes. all the water.
1: Yes, know, the, in the, the, and, and, is it the and,
0: Luther Blissett, John Barnes scenario where they have yeah, yeah. accidentally signed the wrong, or indeed the Peter Taylor, Mark Taylor thing in cricket, uh, where they knew they were going to pick a tail? Yeah. Um, but also he's been, you know, he's been. You know, publicly dressed down during a game by a nana the, the new but, kid. who's
1: only just arrived yeah the newcomer the new bu- the new school bully has just arrived
0: yeah, yeah. and ha- and has and has uh conceded a goal from the halfway line himself but there you go yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and, uh, history hasn't recorded whether harry maguire gave him a hard time about that, that no, was, uh, no no
0: <laughs> but also uh, one of the things that came out with sort of Tangentially, not an official club statement, obviously, but it came yeah. from a couple of the players that that the transfer policy of Manchester United from now on was going to be no dickheads. And you think, oh, God, <laughs> I think sake. it just is absolutely terrible. And then, of course, and then of course, he was he was also stripped of the captaincy, which yes. I I love the phrase "stripped of the captaincy." Do you remember there yes. was a program called "Branded" with Chuck Connors in it many years ago, uh, <laughs> where he was he was thrown out of the um, of of the union army and he had his he had his brocaded stripes ripped from his shirt and i like to think that harry mcguire's had to go in and and had his captain's armband stripped from him and his sword broken over over the knee of uh, eric (laughs) ten (laughs) Hag. but you know he's had bomb threats he's had so much shit and i just and
1: but he's still he's still um a regular for england yeah, and, yeah, you know, has has played all right, I think, for England. I mean, he did. Uh, yeah. I, I vaguely remember him uh, running out with a running out of defence with the ball, giving it away, and that leading to a goal uh, in the spring one time. But otherwise, he's he seems to be he seems to be okay. I mean, maybe he'll be better. He'll he'll be happier at a new school. You know, maybe uh, if he goes to West Ham. You know, with a less burdensome transfer fee around his neck, where they they'll start, to, they'll feel like, you know, he might be a little bit of a bargain. You know.
0: Oh no! I, 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 look, he's a very fine player. Now, I remember him at Hull. You know, he was he was a real breath of fresh air with those galloping runs. Uh, he was playing fullback, I think, for a bit at Hull. Uh, you know, and at Leicester. And anyway, I you know, good luck to Harry Maguire is what I'm saying because I do feel it's been well. Horrible. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean. As a player myself of, of lumbering ineptitude, I have quite often recently found myself likened to Harry Maguire. Yeah. And even at one remove, you know, that, that bullying is quite hurtful. So if you've been affected by any of the issues raised, yes. then, then please call Harry Maguire and give him a hard time about it. And yes,
0: and then always remember, think. in your own job, if you only have occasional moments of competence, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I work on, anyway. Yeah. Well, I,
1: I think I think there's many an accountant and estate agent that would settle for that.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, now next up, of course, he, uh, the, we, one of the thoughts was that he might have gone to Saudi Arabia with everybody yeah. else. Well, With
1: everyone else. Yeah. I mean, well, the summer has been, as usual, you know, a rolling noise of transfers that may or may not go through, of you know, bids being made, of agents demanding this and that, fans grumbling that their team hasn't bought anyone. Grumbling that their team has now bought someone, but it's Harry Maguire, etc., etc. And some of it feels achingly familiar, you know, an ongoing Harry Kane saga, for example, that may yes. resolve itself today or tomorrow, who knows, or may just, you know, situation as was. Um, this summer, there has, hasn't there been a definite rogue element? Mm-hmm the Saudi Arabian thing. The government of Saudi Arabia seems to have thrown all its wealth and might behind the Saudi Pro League. And every couple of days, it seems, another high-profile player is either linked or actually snapped up. You know, And the Saudi Public Investment Fund now owns four top teams. Um, uh, not counting Newcastle, of course, yeah. owns four top teams, al Ittihad, al Nasser, Al-Hilal and Al-Ali. And the other 14 aren't short of Obama too either. I mean, you first of all, what about the conflict of issue there from a sporting point of view? Four teams owned by the same body, which is the government essentially, um, the same one that owns Newcastle United. Obviously, they're not going to play each But, and all of the golfers in the world now, yeah. um all the golf tournaments anyway not the actual golf people but some of them um, but starting with Cristiano Ronaldo after the World Cup and uh, his Piers Morgan interview made him unemployable anywhere else uh, but then the rumour that Messi was going to go there which nearly of course spawned the new hit sitcom of the of the well, 2020s well
0: that I mean if, if anything is the real tragedy of the Saudi thing is yeah. the odd couple Messi and Ronaldo sitcom going by the by. Yeah. Apparently oh, know, Messi, yeah. Messi apparently had got wind of all these moves to Saudi Arabia and had, has gone to the US because he knew that the house prices would go up so much in Saudi Arabia <laughs> that he wouldn't be able to afford to live there. But the good news is I've been thinking about this and I think that may, we may have an alternative to the odd couple uh, Messi oh, yeah. and, and Ronaldo flat share because I think these players are going to, they're going to be bored. They're going to be really bored. There's going to be no bookies. There's going to be no pubs. There's going to be no lap dancing clubs. And so what they're going to do, they're going to be (laughs) disaffected youths, okay, living in a strange, barren landscape. Okay, so my thing is, I think they're going to form up into gangs okay <laughs> like the jets and the sharks and so we're going to have a show now and it's going to have me occasionally they're going to be coming through and they're going to they're going to burst into song and impromptu dance routines yeah. okay yeah. and fight against each other the jets and the sharks all the time maybe across some sort of country divide i don't know maybe yeah. a club divide but i've not i've not, it's not been ironed out you know but there's going to be a lot of <laughs> that sort of thing, <laughs> do 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 do, 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 do. Ba, ba, yeah.
1: ba. Bah. Yeah. Yeah. West Sound Story. West Sound is what Story. You're yeah, yeah.
0: About. La 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 Arabia. La 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 Arabia. In <laughs> yeah.
1: the background, Messi singing. I'm miles away in America. Because, <laughs> yes, exactly. But, 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 but there's they, also the but possibility they, of a of a sitcom between featuring Messi and uh, David Beckham living together in in uh, in, an, in yes, in in America. Miami. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if some comedy there, maybe if we can tear Becks away from from the spice market. He does love a spice
0: market. He loves the spice market. He loves the spice, yeah, spice market. A I love just
1: wandering I, in
0: the spice I, market. I, I, yeah, I want as the centre point of this. Um, what did you say it was going to West Saudi? West Saudi story. West Saudi story. That's it. Yes. Uh, you know, in which in which players uh, you know, fallen with uh, various members of Wahhabi sect, and uh, I wonder why the people are asking if they've got an a pilot's license, um, or but in the centre. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, In the sense of this whole thing, there's going to be one vulnerable creature. There's going to be a a lad that just can't fit in with any of the gangs, okay? Because they bully him because of his lifelong commitment to LGBT issues. And it's Jordan Uh, Henderson,
1: you uh, know,
0: and he's bullied throughout a bit like Maguire, you know. And so the initiation for his club the first week, he, he has to go shoplifting. You know, and we all know okay. that that's a dangerous place in Saudi uh, to go well,
1: shoplifting. Well, yes, I mean it's difficult to it's difficult to hide that you've been caught. Certainly, very difficult. Um, um, I mean, what I, I, well, seriously though about the Saudi Pro League for a moment? Um, yeah. What the hell? what the hell you know i mean we we had a little bit uh, of this didn't we a few years ago where where some quite big names went off for big money to china and they were trying to set up mm. a chinese league that would rival the european leagues yeah. um but they never quite got anyone high profile enough did they no but th- this the same as out and did they? And, yeah. And Demba Bar, didn't Demba Barr retire there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. But, I mean, the the Saudis have got Ruben Neves, who's far from finished, I think. Jordan yeah. Henderson, as you say, who's a, still a current England international. And uh, 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 Gareth Southgate says he's still going to be under consideration, isn't he, as long as he's playing well in Saudi Arabia. Um, they've got Fabinho, Alan san Maxima. Surely Alan san Maxima had, had more to offer, you'd have thought. In a, 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 in a He was still the player that was most fun to watch for Newcastle last season wasn't he I mean yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Angolo Kante uh, he's not finished is he I mean Angolo Kante I, I saw Chelsea last season with all their new signings and Angolo Kante was their best player still
0: well he's he's one of my favourite players of all time I have to say Angolo yeah. Kante and apart from anything else? Because he seems to be having such fun and doesn't lie on the floor, uh, wasting time a lot. Um, but yeah. but here's the question. Then yes, you've got all of those players, and here's a question that was asked uh, in the papers. You know, um, uh, will you watch the Saudi League? And the answer well, is no. on isn't it?
1: DAZN. Yeah. Uh, apparently, which I don't really know what that is apart from it's it's a boxing channel, apparently, and it costs £9.99 a month. And uh, I'm not going to pay £9.99 a month to watch N'Golo County, however good he is. But it, it, uh, they've been trying to get into the bidding for UK football rights, but have been shut out, haven't they? They were yeah. shut out of the EFL bidding process. Um and uh, you know Riyad Mahrez as well. Riyad Mahrez was one yeah. of the best players in the league last season.
0: Yeah, he was, and, um, but, and, and, uh, but, and notably, of course, they've they've, they've not had Hazard. Nobody's coming for Hazard. No. Know? And Hazard's but, been uh, at Real Madrid. He's one of their longest-serving players. He hasn't hardly played. But you know, he's talking yeah. about a proper, proper uh, you've player. You've got to ask.
1: The thing that it makes me ask is that the, it, people say, "Oh, yeah, it's sports washing," but sports washing can it? Does it? does this work as sports washing what what does it achieve for all the for paying jordan henderson 700 grand a, uh, a week whatever yeah. money yeah.
0: But sports washing, it needs, it needs to be on television, doesn't it? It either needs to be yeah. in another country or on television. If, if everything's happening in Saudi, basically you're taking in washing. It, you're not actually sports washing <laughs> at all. You become you're,
1: become you're, a giant laundry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: there's some truth in that because, of course, they are taking massive uh, uh, wage earners out of clubs that could have problems with financial fair play and all of that sort of thing, yeah. and sometimes yeah. even loaning them back you know, which is a dangerous thing. This is oh some this is a sort of bowling are world, isn't it? Are they it? doing that?
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's some. I mean, again you know, Firmino and Mane as well, as well as Jordan yeah. Henderson are from that Liverpool team of only two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 What does it, the sports watch Does it erase problematic aspects of the of the Saudi profile, the Saudi image, or does it actually draw attention to it? Doesn't it actually make people talk about Saudi Arabia more and in a slightly sort of I don't know about you but I feel slightly sort of resentful about this about yeah. them taking well, you know what about taking footballers from the Premier League don't you feel yeah. I feel a little bit you yeah. know those people are got. They're gone now. They're gone. I won't watch them anymore. But you well, know. yeah, yeah.
0: And it's going. To, I mean, watching it's going to be like going to one of those concerts where you know they get uh, the selector and Spandau Ballet and you know um, uh, the Lotus Eaters and all the bands from sort of four decades yeah. <laughs> yeah. before and shove them on yeah. one, one, um, one bill. Um, How do you measure
1: that? There's something like this is, is has worked? You know, I, mean, I don't know. What does Saudi put the oil prices up and see if anyone complains? And do they annex Kuwait and see if anyone stands up for them? You know, well, how do how do you measure? You know, I know that I know they're doing this in other, you know, with the Gulf as well, and with the Winter Olympics, they're trying to get the Winter Olympics in the desert. Uh, yeah. I, th- I, I think that that may be a- actually happening, and I know there's a lot of Saudi money floating around for uh, the film industry just now. Um, really? For anyone who wants to make a film, you know, mostly set in the desert and without any gay characters in it.
0: Uh, what about West Saud Story?
1: West South Story, yeah. I mean, I think we could get we could get that backed.
0: <laughs> some, yeah, some development money. I think, yeah. I think, I think there's a, you know, as you said, there's so much money swirling around, and I think ultimately, what will happen is that these players will find that the league isn't as competitive as it likes to be. And individual uh, Saudi citizens will start buying individual players to impress their guests. So, you know, you say, wait wait till you see who brings your breakfast tomorrow morning. Yes, it's Robert Lewandowski. (laughs) And your shoes, your shoes will be cleaned by Sergio Ramos. (laughs) I think that's the only only place it could go, really.
1: I I would, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be happy if that was where Sergio Ramos ended up. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes cleaning Frankly, your he's shoes he's one of my
1: least favorite players
0: well alongside uh, Manuel uh, Neuer of course Neuer uh, yes, uh, exactly. yeah, 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 you don't like him yeah. do you? right that's just about it um, <laughs> for, for, for this week I'm uh,
1: glad there's a, a, a known list of players that I dislike
0: uh yeah yeah <laughs> Ronaldo
1: yeah. Ramos Neuer yeah. Yeah. Thomas Muller yeah.
0: Yes. It's it's fantasy. Chris's fantasy football team and yeah. what happens to them? Yeah.
1: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, my fantasy is that they go to Saudi Arabia and you know and cross a line somehow.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know? I had I more that that, that that they might crash over the Andes and have to eat each other. Um, but yeah, there you yeah. go, <laughs> alive. Right, okay. that's the end of it. There are going to be changes this season. We say that every time, but there are going to be changes this season. Uh, but we uh, we hope uh, that you've uh, enjoyed. We'll tell you what they are when they yeah come. or endured uh, today's program. But it's been lovely talking to you again, Chris, and uh, nice of you to listen.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.